southbound, I've been hellbound, riding on the midnight train. Going too fast now, think I'll slow down, standing in the pouring rain. What's going on, guys? Tristan and Tony back with another episode of the One Hell of a Life Outdoor Podcast. It is February 10th. Weekend of Super Bowl Sunday, duck season's over, and we got some stuff to talk about. What's going on? Uh, well, number one, dude, just like that, 60 days. Yep. I mean, snap. Mm-hmm. Snap. Now, I know some of our fellow um, uh, grinders out there, and I'm talking about private and public land folks, you know, you're like, dude, uh, I'm ready for season to be over with. <laughs> you know, I know there's a lot of people out there. I am not, um, and now I've got FOMO about next season <laughs> yeah right you know so now um but uh but no it was it was a fun season man and uh it looks like a lot of people got after him really good um just just my kind of uh what i've seen on the the internet this year and uh, uh congrats to all you you know i see a lot of first timers out there this year a lot of good positive messages um being promoted throughout the uh waterfowl community and uh, i think that's a great effort of everybody you know um uh getting together on the same page and uh, i like it i like i like the energy yeah i know and uh kind of the piggyback on that it seemed like there was a lot of cool stuff out about um you know the vets hunts that all across the you know i saw obviously our hunt and then you know i saw williamson had a good successful hunt there was some williamson outfitters and then also uh the youth hunts um you know i've been seeing a lot of good youth hunt stuff across the board from florida and arkansas and uh, yeah, it seems like people had, you know, a good, good rap to the season as far as that goes too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I just love the positive message. It just seems like social media is taking a bit of a turn and, uh, we're starting to overpower, um, jackasses out there <laughs> and, uh, stuff, you know, but, uh, but I mean, while we're talking about it, you know, um, um, duck season, they always say, you know, next season starts the day after season closes, right. Mm-hmm. Um, for a lot of us. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of planning that goes into the things that we do, you know, especially here, um, with the, um, uh, zero duck 30, zero buck 30, you know, and, and the podcast, uh, you know, Tristan and I start planning stuff now, you know, because, um, that's the only way that we are able to, to bring you guys the things that we do is, is, I mean, we're virtually planning stuff months and months in advance. We're working on some really cool ideas, um, that, um, um, we're going to be exploring and hope to have something really cool come out of that. And, uh, we're going to keep that uh, quiet until we, uh, um, until we bring it to fruition. And, um, um, but yeah, no, it really starts today. And, uh, you know, I know all of you guys, I'm going to start seeing duck boats for sale and I'm going to see, decoys and all that stuff you know but uh um but yeah that's a wrap but the cool thing is is that if you're really addicted you get to go right in from this to turkey season yeah there's a lot no snow goose season oh shit (laughs) no 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 but but no snow goose is here so number one if you have not snow goose hunted you got to do it um, it, it is, a it's, it's an incredible experience. If you want to see some stuff like national geographic, at least see birds like that, it's pretty incredible, especially like if you've been a, just like a Canadian goose hunter and I know you see a lot of, a lot of geese, but, um, this is on like epic proportions at times and, um, the opportunity to be able to get lucky enough to, um, have a big spin come over you or something is, is pretty exciting. So, 
Um, yeah, yeah, I'm still waiting to see that happen. You know, when I've been, I mean, you see them all over the place. You see them doing what, you know, everyone lives for. You know, you drive down the road and you see 10,000 snow geese in the field and they're, you know, up spinning or whatever because the eagle got them up. But yeah, I've, you know, I've been out twice now and had some, you know, pretty good hunts, but like not, you know, Cade's always like, oh, this is nothing yet. You know, like you got to keep coming and wait till you get that crazy day where you shoot a hundred or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. And I think it's, it's, it's a good uh, time to kind of make it, you know, we're always bringing you guys the reality and here's the reality. All right. You know, just like sometimes we watch videos and we feel like, oh, well, if I don't shoot a 170 inch, 180 inch buck, my buck isn't nothing. Or if I don't shoot a pile of greenheads, my pile isn't nothing. Same thing when it comes to the snow geese stuff. What you are seeing on social media, folks, is everybody's best. All right. So when you do get lucky enough to have these big spins and that kind of thing, this isn't the norm. Okay. Mm -hmm. These birds are considered the smartest. Um, I've heard several people say this, um, that they're the smartest waterfowl and really just kind of comes down to the amount of eyes they have. You know, um, they're very smart and, um, especially the, the, the adults, um, get really smart and, um, they're tough to hunt. They are, you know, and I would say a realistic expectation. If you went out with any guide, um, even if you saw a big spin in the field next to you, I would say if you, if you go out there as a group and shoot a good, you know, 10, 15 or something like that, that's a pretty good day, you know, um, especially if you're just trafficking them in, but you know, you definitely have those days where, you know, we shot that one year, we shot like 36 birds and dude, I felt like we were shooting a lot of birds. Yeah. Like I felt like more than 36 fell. Well, I think it was just, I think, I don't even know if 10, 11 people or whatever. And you know, what came in a lot, most of the birds that came in weren't getting out and, uh, that was supposed to be on a feed, but then they ended up, you know, not feeding, you know, yeah. where they were going to feed. But luckily enough, we we're still able to traffic enough birds to, you know, make it a really good hunt. Yeah. Yeah. No. And yeah, they're, and they're tough to hunt too. You know, like, um, um, you know, I know Cade was hunting a, a, a spread, a goose spread that we saw, I'm not spread, I'm sorry, a feed, um, that we personally witnessed over a two day period grow from probably several hundred to tens of thousands, mm -hmm. tens of thousands. And, um, it was almost deafening, um, the sound from them. And, um, you know, Kate set up, got, had permission in the field right next to him. I mean, like literally across the road and they didn't even have a single goose come by. I mean, they saw him, but not a single one would even come in and work. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, that just goes to show you how tough it is, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no. So, um, one thing that's kind of came up, if you guys have been following along with us, you know that, um, you know, Tristan and I with, uh, with our personal jobs and stuff, you know, Tristan's moved into a new position and, uh, which is great. And then I'm still on the search. So, um, I might as well go and do what I like to do. And I'm going to go out and start guiding some snow goose hunts for Cade. Um, I'll be out there, uh, pretty much from, um, you know, here, here and there from next week to the end of the month, you know, um, coming back as I need to, you know, for interviews and things like that. So, um, but uh, I'm excited to get out there and learn more about it, you know, so I'm going to be boots on the ground and, uh, working my ass off. So, yeah, no, it'd be, it's a good way to, I mean, what else? In the outdoors, every detail counts. See sharper, aim clearer. From the river's edge to the heart of the flooded timber, hook and bullet has your vision covered. 
Hook and Bullet's purpose-built optics are flawlessly crafted to give you an edge regardless of your outdoor pursuit. Use code ZeroDuck30 for 15% off a pair of Hook and Bullet sunglasses today. What else are you going to do sit around here and keep, I mean, you can do all the same stuff, apply for jobs and, you know, do Zoom interviews or whatever, you know, from Arkansas. So you might as well spend the time, you know, doing something fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Instead of sitting on the couch, I'd be standing in a, in a, in a bean field full of mud. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm excited about getting out there and learning more about that because it's definitely, um, you know, now that I'm, I've been just like kind of mentally preparing and, and stuff for do that, I was like, you know, it's, it's a different um, you're in a different seat, um, when you're, the, when you're the guide and, uh, you know, I've guided professionally a lot of things, but the, the thing is, is that, you know, the people are counting on you to do a great job for them. And, um, there couldn't be better people at, at, at Delta Thunder to do that. I mean, from Cade, I mean, if you get a group with me, you're going to see things, same thing for me. I'm going to go out there and bust my ass for you. And uh, we're going to try to make it the, the best thing possible, but, like just to wrap up the whole thing about the reality of snow goose, just understand it's not like you, like you see on social media all the time. Yeah. You know, so no, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then that kind of takes us into, you know, just what, what we do to fill the time until duck season and deer season come around, you know, and it's fishing when we can spending days on the lake and drinking beer and running around, I guess, chasing a turkey or something, I, you know? Yep. Yep. No, we're definitely going to be chasing some turkeys. You know, if you guys haven't seen it, you can go back and watch it, but we got a little video on there. Um, of, uh, I said that it was our first got, uh, uh, our first spring gobbler. Uh, we both shot a turkey before, but it was during fall archery season, uh, in Missouri and Illinois. But, um, but no, we hunted this thing and it took a strategy. It was public land with lots of people walking through his boot tracks always. But these turkeys got smart enough to go out and feed in this field during the middle of the afternoon, um, two, three o'clock time frame. And, uh, you know, that's when they knew people wasn't walking through. And Tristan and I patterned them and hunted them for, I don't know, what was two weeks? No, it was like three or four days. I, but I thought it was like separated over like, cause there was a couple of days we couldn't go and stuff like that. But anyway, long story short, we patterned them over several, um, scouts and hunts and, and finally ended up, uh, no calling because, uh, they just uh, wouldn't respond to calls at all. We learned that the very first day. And, and, uh, I don't know if you've got something against using a, a, a ground blind to Turkey hunt, but I think you're an idiot if you do, because well, you're probably the same person sitting in a muddy deer blind. Nah, the thing is, is the way we killed that turkey, which, you know, is a mature bird for public land. I mean, it's, you know, almost 11 inch beard. Uh, I think like inch and something spurs, inch and a quarter, inch and a half spurs, you know, so it's a really mature bird for, you know, public land. It's, I'm sure it's been hunted before. And, yeah. uh, you know, the thing with turkey hunting that you find out so many people love is like that game of back and forth with Colin and stuff. And when people get that kind of like stigma about hunting them in the blind, it's like, oh, well, you're not really getting what, you know, the turkey experience is about, which, like, I get that side of it, too, because I did, you know, it was fun, but, like, I do want to see the side of it where you're playing the game with the turkey and, you know, you end up calling them in and uh, that's how you kill them. So, you know, that was, you know, that's just kind of the other side of that coin. But the reason we joke and say it was our turkey is because over the course of us hunting it for, you know, several days, one one evening we got close, and I don't know that it was the same turkey, but, you know, it could have been a few gobblers around there and long story short me and my dad both ended up um 
this turkey didn't, you know, like something and was out there about 50 yards or something. And we both shot through the brush and missed. So it kind of became like our mission that we need to figure out how to kill this turkey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I just, I, I, I think that, um, I mean, I'm actually kind of happy that worked to our advantage doing that just because I think it kind of, uh, goes back to our deer skill sets and stuff like that as far as patience goes. And so to me, I was just hunting that turkey the way that it had to be hunted. Right. You know, and never before. Which, yeah, it wouldn't have been killed the other way. Yeah, No, it wouldn't have been. I don't care what you've done. So what do you do? Just say, um, no, nah, I'm not hunting that turkey. Yeah. You know, to me, I'm going to do whatever strategy on whatever waterfowl, deer, whatever, to give myself the best advantage. And, and you know, sometimes you got to stalk a big buck to kill it. Sometimes you got to, you know, freaking, you know, come up with some crazy spread to get the ducks to fall in. Sometimes you got to not call, you know, all these different things. So I, I think it just falls into the same category. And, and I'm happy that we learned the way we did because it taught us a lot of patience. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. And that's when you got to sit there and watch a turkey for two hours, like not even joking, two hours feeds incrementally, you know, incrementally closer to you. <laughs> it yeah. definitely takes some patience. Well, especially <laughs> over the course of the days, you know, we're getting out there. It's hot as hell. We're getting out there, you know, several hours in advance so that we're we're set up quiet and everything and then you're just hoping that that thing's gonna walk out again and it just it, it was a, it was a big patience build up for well, sure well the first couple of days we what we ran into is like we didn't get out there early enough and then the turkeys were already out there and we yeah. we had figured out from the spot really the year before that like there's no way to try to move in on these turkeys. They're going to hear you or see, I mean, there's just no way you yeah. can't, you're not going to close the gap 150, 200 yards to get on these turkeys. So, yeah, yeah, no, but we're looking forward to, to getting back out in the woods and then doing that. And, uh, I know that, uh, Tristan, you, you know, um, Katie's going to try to get out there this year, right? Yeah. So our step cousin over in Alabama, we're going to try to, uh, figure out a hunt to get over there with him and hopefully get Katie on a turkey. Cause that's what something she's wanting to do. And, uh, but I tell her though, it's like, she, you know, gets so busy with work and everything else. I'm like, look, you got to like keep weekends open in April and May, you know, March, April, May, or we're not going to make this happen. So I had to tell her like two months ago, like, all right, we got to figure out a weekend, you know, if we're going to try to do this. So fingers crossed that'll work out. She's pretty lucky when she goes, you know, so we'll, we'll see if the luck carries over to turkey hunting or not. Yeah. She's going to have to, uh, she's going to put that, that, uh, that blonde hair in a ponytail. The turkey's going to see that and say, uh oh, the assassin has arrived. Yeah, she no, but she really is like when you ask her like, "What do you want to hunt?" She's like, "Oh, I want to hunt turkey, dude." She gets all, uh, uh, you know, giddy about it, and I think it's hilarious. So yeah, ho hopefully she'll be able to to get after that this year. So, mm -hmm. um, but uh, but yeah, no, we got that. We got fishing coming up. You know, if you're a crappie fisherman, you're starting to itch. You know, I just went out back yesterday and tried my luck a little bit and just caught a bass that was completely white from being close to frozen. <laughs> you know, but um you know everybody's got their eyes on what we do next um but uh man i'm just ready for freaking boat days yeah no i am too i'm ready to get out there on lake lanier and uh and have some fun um but more importantly guess what's coming up i don't know but you're banging on a table oh oh let's go chiefs again how did we do it i have no idea i've been i don't, I just want to tell everybody all you haters out there i said all season long i'm like dude they just don't have it this year they just don't have it and uh 
you know, they were leading the league and drop passes and all kinds of crap. And I don't know, man, they just, uh, resilience, uh, it reminds me of like what the baseball Cardinals done so many times, you know, yeah. um, they just figure it out, you know? Yeah. And no, I was just, you know, truly finding a way to make it happen. And it just speaks to, you know, Mahomes' greatness. And obviously that, you know, it's every year they've done it. Like it's starting to look like the Patriots because it's like, it's always a different, you know, Brady was so great because they could do it with so many different, you know, renditions of a team, you know, and, uh, years having a good receiver, years not having good receivers, you know, years having a great defense, years not. So it's just, it's a testament to, you know, that team, um, for sure. And I think as far as the haters, I like for me personally, it's just turned into one of those things. It's like, Williamson Outfitters, located along the beautiful Gulf Coast of Florida, is a premier guide service with lodging that provides incredible coastal duck hunting, gator hunting, fishing, gigging, scalping, and custom boat tours along Florida's forgotten coast. They are family-owned and operated with over 200 years of combined experience hunting and fishing along this incredible stretch of Florida. Captain Chris Williamson runs a first-class operation. Fishing charters typically consist of inshore and near-shore fishing, targeting species such as triple-tail, redfish, trout, mahi-mahi, also known as dolphin fish, Shark, flounder, sheep's head, black drum, snapper, jacks, and mackerel. On a coastal duck hunt, you have an incredible chance at many rare species of diver ducks and several puddle duck species. Starting today, Chris is giving out a special offer for all One Hell of a Life listeners. 15% off springtime inshore fishing charters and flounder gigging trips when you type Zero Duck 15 in the comments section at checkout. Offer ends March 31st. And if you're ready to chase some ducks, booking is now available for the 24-25 duck season. Book your trip online at www.floridaducks.com or text Captain Chris at 850-251-8650. You know, the Patriots for all those years, it's like, oh my God, I'm sick of seeing the Patriots. Like, And that's unfortunately what the Chiefs have kind of turned into. It's like they're just always there. You just want to see something different. But I just want to see a good football game, honestly. Um, I don't really care who wins. but Yeah. No, what do they got... Um... What's the favorite and where they got it figured right now? I don't know, but somebody told me 70% of the money in Vegas is on the Chiefs. Or not somebody told me. I heard that on Pardon My Take podcast. It's uh, They got San Fran as a two-point favorite, and the over-under is right now 47 and a half. Mm. Yeah. So, so that seems about right. Um, but uh, no, dude, I'm excited. You know, how, you, when you lose so many impact players, like, you know, when Tyreek left, everybody in the Chiefs went, <gasps> You know, because he's such an impact player. And then Pacheco steps up and just freaking, dude, was that the announcer that said, he's mad at the ground. Yeah. <laughs> he was run. He just runs so hard. He runs so hard. He's like, he's mad at mad at the ground. Mm-hmm. I love it. So they're just bringing a different energy level. And, you know, uh, San Francisco's a good team. Yeah. Um, you know, with McCaffrey, he's, he's scary, dude. He, that dude, um, he owns football games, you know, so... I'm I'm curious to see how you know we do have a good matchup on on the cornerbacks with the wide receivers. You know, Debo Samuel is going to be tough, um, um, but I imagine uh, I I'm not sure if they're going to lock them man to man on those guys. If the Chiefs are going to be looking more in the zone, would, have you heard like what the people are thinking? What kind of game plan that they're looking at? Man, I don't know. I'm not in their coach, their locker room. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, but you usually follow that kind of stuff pretty tight, you know. Just uh, and they're talking about, you know, everybody's always talking about different scenarios and stuff like that. So I'm curious to see. To me, it seems like they match up pretty good, man, man, um, on when the receivers and the cornerbacks. 
So. Yeah, I do know. I think the Chiefs got back. Um, they got healthier, I think, at linebacker too, which is a big deal. And, um, I mean, their defense is solid, so hopefully they can, you know, slow the roll there because, I mean, yeah, once once McCaffrey and Debo and Kittle get going, it is hard to stop that offense. So, <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It'll be interesting. But, you know, maybe the Mahomes magic will pull out there then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was watching uh, – uh, Maurice Jones drew and somebody else. Um, they were on NFL uh, network yesterday and they were talking about, um, um, who's going to have a bigger game Kittle or, or, uh, Kelsey, Kelsey. And, uh, they both just agreed. Well, you know, I mean, Kelsey's just going to have a game and Kittle will be in that shadow. Unfortunately, no matter wh- what Kelsey does. And he, he goes, dude, he's, he's going to have like a, 150 200 yard game and he's gonna be sitting in the shadow of kelsey <laughs> you know what i mean um just because he's so like a silent deadly weapon for them you know uh he doesn't get all the fame that obviously kelsey's getting and all this stuff but um yeah no they got so much like kelsey's kind of like the main focal point of that offense you know and kittle's like another stud in the you know the whole offense that they got going on there. I mean, when you got three or four huge impact players on San Francisco's offense, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, you definitely, you know, get, don't get the spotlight as much. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So no, but we're excited about that and we're going to have family over and we're going to do burgers, brats and all that kind of stuff. So i uh, excited about doing that. Um, Justin, uh, what are you going to be doing today with the camera? Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this. So, you know, I like doing all kinds of different stuff with just making videos. You know, I, to me, it's kind of like an art thing and well, it is art, you know, and I enjoy doing different stuff. Um, but today, so my uncle that lives here works at a uh, tattoo shop up the road and I've been telling him since he started working there, um, he's been tattooing for like 10 years and I was like, Hey, once you get in good with the shop, you know, talk to them about having me come out and just doing some content for, you know, for the hell of it. Um, so I'm going to go out there and see what I can whip up behind the camera and uh, come back and edit and hopefully make some cool content out of that. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, that's going to be cool. And I'm going to be working on my cover up. I got, I got a, uh, back in the day, you know, I've been a bone collector for a long time. All right. Give it up to Michael Waddell. All right. But I've been following him since did since I remember like the earliest real tree videos when he was a kid filming, you know what I mean? And uh, it really kicked off when he started the real real tree road trips. But um, I had a bone collector tattoo on my shoulder. Well, I'm sorry, Mike, but um, I got to get something that's uh, our brand on my, on my shoulder. So I, I'm working on a cover up. See if I can kind of do something to 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 get that covered up. Nice, yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I want to get more tattoos, but then you start getting responsibilities and then you're like, well, that doesn't seem like a great idea to drop a thousand dollars on tattoos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no kidding. I mean, I'm luckily, I get lucky with Ryan doing, doing the ones he's done on me. So, you know, I just make him do it because he's my brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Like you will get nothing. You live here and that's what you get. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, maybe one day I'll tell him, like, all right, listen, I I got this tattoo idea, and I'll do this much content for you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, oh, dude. So anyway, but man, we'll, we'll catch up with y'all. Um, probably do a podcast. Um, me reporting in. Um, during the snow goose time, I'm there, and uh, we'll give you guys some updates of what's going on. If you're interested in the hunt, um, I'm not sure what Cade's got available because I know he's jam packed, but. 
it's worth a phone call so you can message us or you know um you can get a go on to delta thunder outfitters on instagram or uh, facebook and uh get Cade's number and hit him up yeah no absolutely they should definitely do that if they're looking to uh you know come shoot some snow, snow geese because you, you know a lot of people hit us up like yeah man we should connect on a hunt and it's like when we're weekend warrior it's hard to connect with people but this would be a cool time uh you know share some time with you if kate's got room yeah yeah no and if you're just sitting there like so many of us are and season's over you're like man dude i can't go out and kill anything uh th- you got to do this mm-hmm. so it's it's i mean i think kate charges 200 dollars a day 40 bucks for lodging if it's available did you you can't not afford to do it for that price it, mm-hmm. it's it's and his prices are going up next year so take advantage of it yep that's right well, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, just a quick, short podcast to check in, tell you what's going on. And uh, yeah, it's one hell of a life. That's right. I've been southbound, I've been hellbound, riding on the midnight train. Going too fast now, think I'll slow down, standing in the pouring rain.